fire knife dancing. Now that's a Samoan tradition that has been passed down from generation to generation. Now the dances began as knife dances without the fire and they called them the Samoan Alayo. Now they were used before warriors went into battle as a way to get them excited before they went to war. Now the dances involved twirling a nifo oti. That's the traditional name for the war knife. And after a while, an individual brought fire into this dance. And his name was Latili Olo Misalagi. Now fire dancing in its purest form consists of a number of different performances. For example, fire is twirled on a knife and the knives are juggled. Then the fire is manipulated. Now the dancers perform a lot of acrobatic stunts and they perform moves. And some of the devices that are used in performances are single wands or knives, but the performers will also use a, a set of tools. And those tools can be up to six feet long and they have multiple ends. And if you were to watch one of them, don't be surprised if your twirler was using a nunchuck tool, maybe even a bowl, or even fire jump ropes. Formation is a structure or an arrangement of something. You could say a star forms. How does a star form? Well, a star, which we know is a brilliantly glowing sphere of hot gas, and it has energy in it, and it's produced by an internal nuclear fusion process. And inside of these are clouds called nebulae, and it is the nebulae where the stars are born. And the nebulae is a hydrogen gas, which is pulled together by gravity and starts to spin faster. It twirls like the fire in the fire dancing, the twirl, the spinning, the formation. Think about opposition. Think about twirling. Think about twirling them haters. How do we deal with opposition? Well, I'm going to argue today that we deal with our haters by twirling them. Welcome to the Stephen Thompson Experience. My name is Stephen Thompson, and this is my experience. I'm a curious, trying to be compassionate leader who is the creator of the Stephen Thompson Experience, a podcast for leaders, followers, hopeful optimists, careful pragmatists, bold asserters, people who want to bend the arc of the universe towards justice. My goal is to use my platform to educate, inform, and inspire individuals to use their gifts and talents in the service of others. Well, March is Women's History Month. So for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be featuring women's songwriters and women of history. And <clears throat> this week, Formation. Formation is a song recorded by Beyonce. And she put it on her sixth album called Lemonade, which came out in 2016. And <clears throat> Formation was the first single that was released off of this album on February 6th in the year of 2016. The video received a ton of awards. Critics praised the video, put it number one on several critics year end list. 2019, it was actually named the greatest song of the decade of the 2010 by several publications. 
It was Google's most searched song in 2016, won all six nominations at the MTV Music Awards, and was nominated for three Grammys, Record of the Year, Song of the Year, and Best Music Video. Lyrics that stood out to me. I see it. I want it. I stunt, yellow bone it, I dream it, I work hard, I grind till I own it, I twirl on those haters. Alabino alligators. El Camino with the seat low, sipping Cuervo with no chasers. Opposition. Twirl on those haters. Someone who twirled on haters was Eliza Lydia Burton Conley. Eliza was born a member of the Wyandotte tribe and a descendant of chief of the chief and Andrew Conley. Now she was known for being the very first Native American to argue a case in the Supreme Court and only the third woman at that time, according to women's history. She was called the Guardian of Huron Indian Cemetery. Now, this was a cemetery in downtown Kansas City. And Lita used her legal background to fight to protect the land and her own family, including important tribesmen who were buried there. Now, in 1906, the Congress decided that the cemetery land could be sold and the bodies moved, but she did not allow this to happen. So she fought with everything she had. And then in 1910, she went to the Supreme Court. Now, that day, she did, in fact, lose her battle in the court. But Kansas State Senator and a fellow Native American named Charles Curtis, who later became vice president, helped her by passing a law to protect the cemetery. And with his help, along with her continuing to fight, to keep people off the land, they were able to stop the government's plan. And in the end, when she passed away, she was buried next to her sister in that very Huron Indian cemetery. So back to this concept of dealing with opposition. You said, you see it, I want it, I stunt it, yellow bone it, I dream it, I work hard, I grind till I own it, I twirl on them haters, albino alligators, albino with the seat low, sipping Cuervo with no chaser. Those are Beyonce's words from formation. Success is not instant. And as Beyonce says, we have to work hard. She says, we grind until we own it. You could possibly think or possibly even sold the idea that when we see somebody being successful, that that success happened instantly. There's a lot of success behind the work that we do. There's a lot of work behind the success. And at times, when you pursue an endeavor, there will be individuals who will applaud you, but naturally there will be individuals who oppose you. And that opposition can come in several forms. It can be external, people who are directly opposing your work, or it could be internal. Oftentimes it is internal. 
if you're pursuing a creative work or a passion or a certification or a degree or a exercise program, maybe even a promotion or a new project, you have internal opposition. What do you do with that internal opposition? Well, here's one thing. From Seth Godin's blog, he talked about sending a letter to your future and your past selves. Listen to this. I want to read directly from his blog. We often send metaphorical letters to our past selves, berating the choices we've made. We express regret about missed opportunities or past mistakes. It's easier to blame our younger selves for the mess we're in. Well, what would you say to your future self? And how would you feel when you read that letter in a few months or years? Now, maybe you've discovered that the crisis or cataclysm you're facing right now didn't turn out quite as badly as you feared. Maybe you'd express some optimism that you could turn into action. And maybe you'd develop some empathy for your past self who was just doing the best you could. Going back and forgiving yourself having empathy for yourself, for your past mistakes that you maybe made. Say for a minute, maybe I was trying the best that I could. And then let's look at our future self. What would you write to your future self? Perhaps you could write something about being successful, something about triumphing, something about maybe just rewarding your effort. You know, even if an outcome doesn't come that you desire. Acknowledge the fact that you went for it. You know, we don't need to wait for external success to be given to us, bestowed on us. You know, do what you do. You can write, you can draw, you can sing, you can play music. And if people see you, if you have skills, and even if people don't see you, you still have skills. You see, it takes skill and talent to put your work into the world. And if you want to put creative work into the world, do it. But don't just put work in the world that name calls. Don't marginalize people or don't intend to hurt others. Now, I can't speak for people who do that. And I'm not about to engage in a back and forth. But I make work I'm proud of. And if someone is upset with you, well, be humble enough to maybe consider that maybe you did hurt or offend someone. It could be a possibility. But rather than lashing out in ways that we do sometimes, maybe we call somebody weak or we call somebody scared or we call somebody afraid, consider for a minute your own internal emotions. What we do, what we place into the world is not immune to criticism. And somebody criticizing you is not necessarily canceling you. It just means that your work, what you produced, isn't for that person. That's it. So you move on. You keep creating. And in the words of Beyonce, you twirl on them haters, albino alligators. You see it, you want it, you stunt it, yellow bone it, you dream it, you work hard, you grind until you own it. 
This is Stephen Thompson, and this has been my experience. My goal today is to educate, inform, and inspire, and I hope that I have moved you a bit in that direction. But if I offended you or upset you, I apologize. It is never my intent. If you're facing any loss or tragedy, I pray for you to have comfort and the support you need to help you face it. And if you're happy, take time to be thankful for what you have. And remember those that are battling right now. Feel free to reach out to me through the comments. Leave an email address if you'd like to dialogue. And if you enjoyed this, subscribe. Until next time, have a wonderful week.